to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. Our Heavenly Father, we are grateful, we are thankful. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us this great opportunity to gather in your presence, to hear your word. We pray, Lord, that you give us of your spirit to guide us into your word. Lord, let it be the engrafted word of God which is able to save our souls. Holy Spirit, we thank you. I avail myself. You know my inadequacies. I pray, Lord, use me as a vessel. Fill me and speak to us through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord as we take a seat. Powerful. Wonderful. Be prepared to hear the word of God. Yes. Well, we are continuing with our feeding 527, and today I am sharing from the book Steps to the Anointing, Steps to the Anointing by our father, the presiding bishop, Bishop Dagiwad Mills, and I'm sharing from chapter number 16, Steps to the Anointing, Steps to the Anointing, chapter 16, and it's page 105. So if you have your book, you can just turn to that chapter and let us read together steps to the anointing the message the title of the message is the benefits of being the lord's anointed wow the benefits of being the lord's anointed hallelujah you know oftentimes when we talk about the anointing you know a lot of people you know, think that the anointing is for pastors, okay? They think that, you know, the anointing is for ministers to preach the word of God, okay? But the anointing is for you, it's for every Christian. You have the anointing and you have the unction and God wants every Christian to have the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. Without the anointing, listen, are you listening? Yes, brother. I want your attention because what I'm sharing with you is very important, you know, because it is something that many people get confused with, you know, and when we talk about the anointing, a lot of people don't place value on it, okay? Mm-hmm. You would rather that you receive some gift, you know, blessing, something, you know, healing, rather than receiving the anointing, okay? But the anointing is for every Christian, okay? And Jesus said, without me, you can do what? Nothing. What, you can do what? Nothing. I want to hear you. Without me, you can do what? Nothing. And nothing means nothing. Nothing. Do you understand? So if you don't have the anointing, you can do nothing. Preach. If you don't have God, you can do nothing. The anointing is a representation of God in your life. Okay? 
So the anointing enables you to do everything. Amen. Do you understand? Yes. So yes. without the anointing, you cannot stay in a marriage. You know how many times, many people, you know, many people, you know, you find someone that you love so much. You love so much. You see, this flesh, we can't depend on this flesh for anything that is lasting. At all. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That's right. There is nothing that is dependent upon the flesh that it can last. There is nothing. Mm. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? That's a great I, I, what I'm sharing with you is very important. Very powerful. Okay? So what I'm trying to say is that if you have marriage and it is not dependent on God, you see, there is nothing about us. There's nothing about humans that is lasting. True. There is nothing about us that is lasting. Okay? So if you have marriage that is not dependent on God, because the only thing that is lasting is God, is the spirit. Okay? The flesh, nothing lasts about the flesh. So if you have marriage that is not dependent upon God, then I can guarantee you that it's not going to last. True. You are preaching. If your marriage depends on human flesh and feelings, yeah. I can guarantee you that there is nothing about the human. There is nothing about the human that is lasting. I love it. Keep preaching. So for you to say that, I will love you till death do a spot. You are just lying to yourself if mm. God is not involved. Mercy. And if someone is telling you that I will love you all my life, hey. tell the person that how are you going to do that? Be careful now. Be careful now. Unless the person tells you that by the grace of God, yeah. by the grace of God, by the spirit of God that is in me, I am going to love you all of my life, mm. then you can depend on it. Amen. But if the person is saying you are beautiful, hey. I don't see myself leaving you, that is a lie. Preach. Hey. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That's right. If the person says, you, you are too good a man. Mm. You know, you care so much for me. You do everything for me. I can't see myself living without you. Shalabush. That is a lie. Mm. But if you can say that I see the presence of God in you. I see how spiritual you are. Mm. I see how you love God. And mm. I see myself living with you the rest of my life. That is a strong statement. Even that, Reverend. Even that. Thank you, Reverend. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. And even that, because some people just say it. You yes. understand? But you have to sense the presence of God. You have to sense the presence of God on a person. You yes. have to sense the fear of God on a person. Mm. That this person really fears God. When we lift up the word of God, this person succumbs. This person just bows. This person let go everything. That is a person who fears God. At all, at all. But when the word of God has no effect on a person, that is not a person who fears God. So that is not a person that you can depend on. You are preaching the word of God. Preach on. Hey. I am telling you, there is nothing that is human made. Now you think about it. What has man made? What has any, anything that man has made that it can last forever? Nothing. nothing. Think about it. 
like boss and kid. There is nothing a man has made that can last forever. Okay? And so if you want any lasting thing, if you want something that is of substance, something that is of value, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So without me, you cannot stay in a marriage. Without the anointing, you cannot stay in a marriage. Rich. Rich. You know, you, I I mean, have you not seen someone who has married someone, you know, and they have gone home, and the person that you met, the person that you were with at the wedding ceremony, when you come home, you wonder, is it the same person that just came? Shalabosh, Italy. I heard of a pastor who, um, who lost his wife. You know, he lost his wife. And of course, I mean, when a pastor loses his wife, the most probable candidates are the closest, the church members, isn't that so? Oh, yeah, that's all, that's all. Quaristers, that's all, that's all. Um, you know, so if the church, the, the pastor has lost his wife, then he'll be looking at these faces. The choristers, yeah. you know, the projector people, you know, dancers, and worshippers to see who you can choose. Yeah. Isn't that so? Notice. <laughs> <laughs> So you are looking at these people and then you choose one. Ababa. You know, you check out, you know, <laughs> Janet, Adelaide, you know, you are checking out, you know. The sisters. The sisters, right? Yes, you know. The sisters. From, from you, know, you know, then you are checking them out and say, well, among these ones, let me see the one who really is serious. So this is what the pastor did. So the pastor selected one of these. And you see, look at this sister, how nice, you know, how quiet. Oh, 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 I mean, she's just like an angel. You so the pastor, and everyone recommended this sister to the pastor. He said, oh, pastor, this person, the way she loves the Lord, the way she's this humble, she can't even open her mouth, and so on and so forth. So the pastor decided to marry this particular sister. And... The first day after the wedding, when they went home, the first day, right after the wedding, when they got home, <laughs> the sister statement, the pastor asked her for something, says, listen, let's play this. Me, I don't take nonsense. <laughs> oh, pastor. That was the first statement from the pastor, from the sister. What the sister? Listen, let's play this. Let's get it clear. Me, I don't take nonsense. <laughs> this type of nonsense that is, and this is the sister we are afraid of. When they even called her, when they said that pastor wants to talk to you, it looks like you are the one that the pastor. He says, "Hey, me, no, please, why? Hey, me, I can't marry her. No, not me, I can't." <laughs> are you understand what I'm sharing with you? <laughs> you know, it's like I can't. How can I be a pastor's wife? Hey, me, I've not learned to do this. I've not, I, can't, I don't even read my Bible every day. How can I be my pastor's wife? Ooh. And favor. Favor was upon her and she married the pastor and she said, I don't take no <laughs> The pastor and the beast. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So, you see, people are running around there. You are looking, they're looking very nice. They're looking like angels. They don't have the anointing. They cannot stay in a marriage. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you. 
they don't have the anointing, they cannot stay in a marriage. I love your preaching. I love your preaching. Pastor is surprised. Preach on. Hallelujah. And so many people, many people fake to be Christians, mm. but they don't have the anointing. Mm. And it is when you take one home that you really will know. Mm. Mm. So the benefits of being the Lord's anointed, you ought to be anointed. You wow. ought to be anointed. Wow. Amen. You ought to be anointed. So to be anointed, you see, to be the Lord's anointed is one of the greatest blessings a human being could ever have. It is one of the greatest blessings. You will want that blessing more than any blessing to be anointed. King David was anointed as a youth. He had absolutely nothing that will make him to be ever a great person. David had nothing. David was not counted among great people. Even his own father, his own father did not see any greatness in him. When they came to choose people, his own father will not count him amongst those who will be chosen or possible candidates. Mercy. So the new thing in his life was the anointing by Samuel. When Samuel came to anoint him, everything changed about David. Mm. Going forward, he therefore attributed everything to the anointing that he had received. Amen. So it eventually changed his name. And now he was calling himself the Lord's anointed. Because, you see, he understood so much that the anointing is everything. That the anointing can transform you. You see, the anointing is what can transform a woman into a wife. Amen. Uh, I love that. The anointing is what can transform a man into a husband. Amen. Otherwise, everyone will call himself a husband. Everyone will post and say, I can be a, a wife. You know, and all you need to see is that the person doesn't talk. When you say ABC, she says, I agree. When you say you like green, she says, I also like green. When you say, I, I'll eat rice, I say, I'll, I'll cook rice for you. You want jollof? I'll cook jollof for you. You know, that is all you need to see. And then you say, this one flows. This one can be my wife. She flows. She agrees with everything I say. But that does not make a woman a wife. At all. And the fact that you see a man's paycheck and you see how much he makes a year does not make him a husband. Six figures, six packs. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That's right. The fact that he drives a nice car or he lives in a house like Brother Wilson does not make him a husband. (laughs) You understand? Yes, right. Yeah. So David, he understood the anointing and he called himself the anoint, the Lord's anointed. So number one, the benefits of being the Lord's anointed. Mm. Psalm 2 verse 1. Mm. Psalm 2 and verse 1. We are preaching. Psalm 2 and verse 1. Are you with me? Yes, Rev. Powerful. Okay. Powerful. So Psalm 2 and verse 1. The Bible says, why do the hidden rage? This is David. He said, why do the hidden rage? And the people imagine a vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. So 
This is David. You know, here at Bishop Israel, says one day someone was praying. And the person's prayer, he said, I cancel all decisions that are taken against me. I cancel all decisions that are taken against me. So decisions are being taken against you. You are sitting nicely in your living room with your family, which by yourself, you know, enjoying the cool ambience around you. But people are gathering and taking decisions against you. Mercy. Today, Bishop was sharing about how the lion, the devil is wicked and he was, is going about as a roaring lion, mm. as a roaring lion, looking for whom he may devour. And Jesus, he said, Jesus knows the devil very well, that the devil is looking to devour you. Mercy. And sometimes the devil uses people to devour you, mm. people to take evil decisions about you. Mercy. So this person was praying and says he canceled every decision that is made against him. And I also cancel every decision that is made against you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Any decision that is mounted upon your life that is going against you is canceled in the name of Jesus. So that is why David asked for the anointed, these things does not happen. So David asked why people can imagine even such futile and vain things. Why can people imagine such vain things? You see, it's a blessing to be anointed because when people are imagining things against you, you know that it will not prevail. Amen. Evil things that are devised against you at work will not prevail. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen. So amen. all the meetings that are being gathered, all the meetings, sometimes people are gathering and they are bringing you up to discuss you, to demote you. Sometimes the small office that they have given you, they want to take from you. Mercy. Of all other people's office, sometimes even the small locker, the locker that you put your coat, hey. oh. they want to take it from you. Oh, But any decision that is made against you is cancelled in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Because you are anointed. Amen. Number two, Psalm 18, verse 50. Psalm 18 and verse number 50. It says, Psalm 18 and verse 50. Great deliverance giveth he to his king and showeth mercy to his anointed, to David and to his seed forevermore. Hallelujah. Amen. So one of the benefits of being anointed is that you receive mercy. You receive mercy. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Right. So you realize that it is not everyone who receives mercy. Mm. It is not everyone who receives mercy. God says, I will choose whom I will show mercy. Mm. God is the one that chooses whom he will show mercy. Mm -hmm. Okay? So we find out, for instance, Moses was a murderer, but God showed him great mercy and God chose him to be a leader. Oh. Even when he found himself inadequate. Mm. God showed him mercy. Amen. David was anointed. God showed him mercy. When mm. David committed adultery, when he committed adultery, God showed him mercy. He says, great deliverance giveth he to his king and showeth mercy to his anointed. 
So he gave him great deliverance, the king, and he showed him mercy to his anointed, Amen. to David and to his seed forevermore. God is showing you mercy Amen. and your seed as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God is showing you mercy. Amen. Amen. So David was a human being and he fell into sin many times. But he knew that the Lord would show mercy to his anointed. Amen. What a blessing it is to be anointed. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. That is why you need the anointing. I receive it. When you are anointed, God shows you mercy. Amen. Hallelujah. And I believe we all need mercy. How many of you need mercy? I'm not the one. I need the mercies of God. I need the mercies of God. Grace. Number three. You are preaching good. Psalm 20, verse 6. Mm. Psalm 20, verse 6. Now know I that the Lord saveth his anointed. The Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right arm. Hallelujah. Amen. He will save him. He will save him. The Lord will save you from death. The Lord will save you from sickness. Because of the anointing. Because of the anointing. Hallelujah. You see, when you are anointed, God has use of you. Amen. Wow. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Wow. When you are anointed, God finds good use of you. You know, the things, are you listening? Yes. yes right. The things that we like, mm. the things that we like, we preserve. Oh, totally. Special care for them. Do you understand? God has preserved you through this pandemic. God loves you. Oh, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, many of us, many of us, we should have been dead through this pandemic. I'm telling you. Truth. Many of us have come very close, almost uh, like kissing uh, 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 a, 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 a COVID patient. Uh, almost. Say that again, Rev. Many of us. Many of us have come working strongly on someone full-blown COVID, and we didn't know until, and, and we are alive. Now, I'm telling you, you see, the things that you like, they are the things that you preserve. True. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. You see, when you, when you have food, Apostle Joe was sharing something. When you have food mm. and you like the food, for instance, when you go and buy your Chinese food, okay. you, don't, you don't know what is Chinese food. Oh, oh, you know, back when you buy Chinese food, for instance, and you eat it, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you even go out. Your okay. friends, you go out with your friends and then you all order Chinese food and you eat. And then you have some small box that is left. Oh, yeah. And you still take it with you. Do you see? Mm-hmm. When you take that food with you and you come home, do you put it on your window where the sun is shining? No, 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 no. Where do you put it? In the fridge. You keep it in the refrigerator. The refrigerator. You put it in the refrigerator because you have plans for that food. Yes. That little box that you brought home, you have plans for it. It's precious. So God has preserved you through this pandemic. It means that God has plans for your life. Amen. God has something great to do with your life. You should have been dead by now, but God has preserved you through the pandemic. The pandemic, the virus was all through the Bronx, running through 
Manhattan, running through the trains, everywhere where you were going, running through the elevator where you live, the stairs, the doors to your house, the entrance, everywhere was full of COVID, everywhere. You know, the city was an epicenter. Mm, mm, and there is no reason for you to be alive today. Mm. But God preserved you. Amen. The things that we love are the things that we preserve. The things that we have plans for are the things that we preserve. If God has preserved you, it means he has plans for your life. Amen. That little Chinese food, that box that you brought home, you have good plans for it. You have plans concerning that food. So you preserve it. You put it where, sometimes the place where you put it, it might be very cold. Are you listening to me? Yes. yes sometimes you even put it in the freezer. True. Now, if you have lived in this country through winter before, you know that the freezer is not a comfortable place. <laughs> so sometimes the thing that you like, you preserve in the most uncomfortable areas. True. But that does not mean that you have no plans for it. At all. So right now, if God has preserved you and you are in a situation that looks unpleasant, mm. don't think that God does not have plans for you. Mm. Uh, Oh, Maybe you are in a freezer. Maybe it's a very uncomfortable place, but God has strong plans for you because come the day you are going to open that freezer and take that little box, put it out, let it thaw. When it's thawed, when it's thawed, you have plans for it. Then you put it on a plate and then you break it apart, break it in pieces, make it nice, and then put a little bit of water on it. And then you cover it and put it back in the microwave. And that thing comes back again so fresh because you have plans for it. And that is what God is going to do to your life. As he has preserved you through this pandemic, he's going to take you out from the freezing areas, from the hot conditions, from the difficult areas. Maybe you are not in a very pleasant situation right now, but I'm telling you that God has plans for you. Plans of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. God has plans for your life. He has anointed you for a reason. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Too powerful. Too powerful. So you are there. And God is preserving you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God will preserve his anointed. Amen. Look at David. David, it was like we in this pandemic now, some first Samuel chapter 20 and verse 3. First Samuel chapter 20 and verse 3. It says, verse 3, first Samuel. And David swore moreover and said, Thy father certainly knoweth that I have found grace in thine eyes. This is David's conversation with Jonathan. Okay, when he was telling Jonathan how Saul wants to kill him, chasing him. And he says, Thy father certainly knoweth that I have found grace in thine eyes. And he saith, let not Jonathan know this. Because he didn't want Jonathan to know that he was planning to kill David. Lest he be grieved, lest he will, he will be angry with him. But truly, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, there is but a step between me and death. Beloved, during this pandemic, we came so close to death. Some of us, we were but a step between us and death. There were some patients, you went in their rooms and you came back and you just went on your knees to pray, Lord, save me. Mm. There were times that you prayed before entering some room because you have to go. But God preserved us through this and God has plans for us. Amen. 
God has planned for us. Many people die. Many people. God has planned for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Number four. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Psalm 45 and verse 7. Psalm 45 and verse 7. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore, God thy God hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The anointing will make you a happy person. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord's anointed is someone who is happy. Amen. 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 Anointing that brings true joy in you. Amen. You see, you sometimes you see people and they are smiling, they are laughing, they are with their husbands, with their wives, with their families, they are driving nice cars, they are living in nice homes, and you think they are happy. They are not happy. It's compensation. I'm telling you, they are not happy at all. The anointing mm. will make you a true happy person. Amen. Amen. Anointing makes glad. All your sadness will be taken away because of the anointing. Amen. What a joy it is to serve the Lord. The futility and the emptiness of this life is taken away by the anointing. Any reason for depression is taken away in the name of Jesus. I say any reason for you to be depressed is taken away from your life. Amen. By the anointing of God upon your life. Have a thirst and a hunger for the anointing. You see, one of the things as a believer is to say, Bishop says, just say that I don't understand. I don't know it. I don't know it, but I like it. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. I don't know it, but I like it. He said, thou lovest righteousness. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore, God thy God hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. You see, David, he understood the anointing so much. He understood the anointing. You know, he realized that the anointing made so much difference in his life. He realized that it was when he was anointed that everything changed about him. So he never wanted to lose the anointing. Look at Psalm uh, 51. Psalm 51. Verse 1, for instance, Psalm 51. He says, this is when he had committed adultery. When he has sinned against God, he has slept with someone's wife. I mean, this is a serious thing. And he knows that the anointing, it goes away with sin. Mm. When you sin, the spirit of God leaves you. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? When you continue sinning, the spirit of God leaves you. So one thing that will maintain your anointing is always asking God for forgiveness. Always asking God for forgiveness. And God, he's merciful. If you truly come to him, the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive you. If you only will confess and ask him for forgiveness. So he says, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression. That means cover my sins. Cover. Don't let, any, don't, don't, don't let my sins even be visible in your eyes. The next verse, he says, wash me thoroughly. Wash me 
throughout, in and out, inside out, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sins. Wash me. Take every sin from me. Oh, sometimes we pray certain prayers, and I mean, you have faith, and you believe that after that prayer, you are holy, because you know God is merciful. Amen. You know God is God is loving. His loving kindness endureth forever. Amen. So he says, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Clean me up. For I acknowledge my transgressions. This is the key. This is the difference. This is the difference between David and many people. He says, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. It is clear. I have sinned. You know it. I mean, listen. Sometimes we deceive ourselves. And the Bible says that if we say we have no sin, what do we do? We deceive our own self. And the truth is not in us. So the greatest default is to assume that you have sinned. And then ask for forgiveness. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That is the, great, that is the best default. So he says, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. So why was he praying all this prayer? Let's jump to verse 9. Verse 9 of this. He says, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Don't look at them. And then verse 10. He says, create in me a clean heart. Ah, I love this. May the Lord find a clean heart in you. Amen. May the Lord find you a clean and a pure heart. Amen. Your thoughts, your impure thoughts. May the Lord clean them. Amen. The one that we cannot see. Look at your nice face, but wicked thoughts in your heart and in your mind. Mercy. Lust filled with lust. Oh, mercy. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. The Bible says, creating me, David, is prayer, creating me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Renew a right spirit within me. Hallelujah. Amen. And then the next verse, it says, cast me not away from thy presence. Oh, mashandori andarama, mazukabaya andarama. See, David, he understood that the presence of God is so valuable. The presence of God, is he knows that without this presence, without the spirit, he can do nothing. So he says, I have sinned. I have sinned and I know the next thing. I have sinned against you and I know the next thing is that you're going to take away your spirit. But blot, behave as if you have not seen my sin. Cover my sin. Blot out my transgression. Cover me. Close your eyes. Lord, don't look at them. Create in me a clean heart. Wash my sins. Purify me. Cleanse me. Make me whole. Cast me not away from thy presence. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Do not take this spirit from me, Lord. What would I do without the spirit? I am nothing without the spirit. I was a shepherd boy in the backyards of my father's farm. No one considered me. My father did not consider me. My brother did not consider me. Even when I came to the war field, they look upon me as if I was filled with pride. No one saw any greatness in me. But when you anointed me, when you filled me with your spirit, look at where I am. Lord, take not thy spirit from me. 
Amen. Take not thy spirit from me. Amen. Beloved, the anointing is the greatest thing. Yes. The anointing is the greatest thing. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to give you one more and then we can close. There are 10 points, but if I give you five, I think we have done well. Isn't that so? Yeah, midway. You want one more? Yes. One more. One more. The Lord is anointing you. As I'm speaking, the Lord is anointing you. Amen. Hallelujah. According to Ezekiel 2 2. As I am speaking, as I'm speaking, inside me. as I am speaking, Ezekiel 2 2. As I'm speaking, it says, And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. So as I'm speaking unto you, receive the anointing of the Spirit. You have to have a desire for it. You have to have a, a heart for it. It says, And the Spirit entered into me as he spake and set me upon my feet. Receive the anointing. Receive it. Hallelujah. Last one. Psalm 92 and verse 10. Psalm 92 and verse 10. It says, But my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of an unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. It says, My horn shall thou exalt like the horn of an unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. So your horn being exalted speaks of God's establishing establishment. God will establish you as a man or a woman of authority when your horn is exalted. Because of the anointing, you'll be exalted. The anointing is what gives you spiritual authority. Amen. Hallelujah. Men will obey you even unto death because of the authority God has given you. Amen. Without the anointing, Amen. your words will carry no power. Hallelujah. Amen. And no one will ever listen to you without the anointing. With the anointing, even little instructions will be obeyed. With the anointing, evil spirits will listen to you. Amen. When you are anointed, people listen to you. Amen. Even if you are a boss, and you are not anointed, people don't listen to you. They do things because they are afraid of losing their jobs. Yes. But when you are anointed, you are a Christian anointed woman who has a position, anointed man who has a leadership position. When you speak, people listen. Amen. Because your words carry authority. Your horns are exalted. You know, I was listening to Kenneth Hagin, and he was sharing about, I believe it's Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. And he was reading, he was sharing how, he says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You see? So here is power. There is power. Do you understand? But from this word, you realize that two, there are two words, there are two power used here. Power is used two times. He said, Jesus says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Do you see? Now, this power, the first power, is translated from the same Greek word, which also means authority. Okay, and so the first power here, that, that it will make a lot of meaning and other trans translations, the New Living Translation, 
and the NIV and all the other translations, they use authority. I think you can check. They, they use authority. You can give us the New Living Translation. It says, authority over the power of the enemy. And I, give, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. And nothing will injure you. Amen. You will not be hurt. So you see, it is the anointing upon you that gives you authority over the power of the enemy. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That's right. Too powerful. Oh, yes, sir. So it is, it is the anointing. When they say your, your horns are exalted because of the anointing, it means now you have authority. That is why Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. You have authority over the powers of the enemy. You see, now when we say you have authority over a power, over certain power, you see, for instance, Kenneth Hagin was explaining, and he said, if you take, for instance, a policeman, okay, if you take a policeman who is standing in the middle of the road, and cars are coming, sometimes they are coming at full speed. Do you understand? If you have been on the highway before, you know, they are coming at full speed and the policeman, he has his light. And his light is going like this. And then he gets off his car. And then he does this. Do you see? When he puts out his hand like this, what happens to the cars? They They stop. Thank you. The cars stop. All the cars and you see long trail of cars. Everyone has stopped. Now, does the policeman have power to push the cars back and pushing the cars back? No. no. He doesn't have power. So it is not power that he has. But what he has is authority. And you have authority over every power of the enemy. Amen. You have authority to speak Amen. the powers of the enemy because, you see, the policeman standing there, you see, if I, look, if Brother Jesse goes to stand in the middle of the highway and he does this, yeah. do you think Brandon anyone will stop? No. What do you think? They'll be cursing at him. <laughs> okay, they'll be cursing at him, passing by, driving with full power, full force, blowing horn to insult him. And then they will pass. <laughs> but if I give him a uniform to wear, and he wears a hat, and he has a badge, That's all. and then he, the same person, he stands in the highway and he does this. All hey. oh, the cars coming with full power, full power. Every one of them will stop. Because now he has received authority. Wow. And that is what the anointing does. The anointing comes upon you and it gives you authority that when you speak to the powers of the enemy, they listen and they obey you because there is authority. Power is behind the authority. Hallelujah. The policeman who is standing there, the government is the power. The power is behind the policeman. So when the policeman stretches forth his hand, everyone recognizes the power 
that has given him the authority. Now, when you also lift up your voice, the devils, the enemy, the demons, they know the power that is behind you because the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So the enemy is aware of the power that is behind you. So when you open your mouth and you say, be gone, I cast you out. I demand that I'm not depressed anymore. I cast out the spirit of depression. I cast out the spirit of fear. I cast out every spirit of torment. The devils understand and they listen to you because they know her power is behind the authority. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's a word. Amen. And that is the power that comes upon you when you have the anointing. Put your hands together for the Lord as we bring the service to Father, we are grateful and we are thankful. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your anointing. We thank you for the power, the power that comes upon us and gives us authority over every power of the enemy. Lord, we thank you for your anointing. We thank you, Lord, that the anointing has preserved us. We thank you, Lord, through the anointing, we have received mercy. We have received salvation. You have preserved us. You have kept us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are grateful. We are thankful. Thank you for ministering to us this afternoon. Thank you for equipping us with your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Everyone, lift up your hands and receive as I speak. For the word says, For the Spirit entered into me as he spake. Lord, fill your children, fill your sons and daughters with your holy anointing, with your Holy Spirit. Fill us. Lord, we are hungry, hungry for your Spirit, hungry for the anointing, hungry for the oil. Lord, we are dry and we come, Lord. Anoint us, anoint us, for the anointing is what transforms us. Father, you anointed David, oh God, and he became another man. We thank you, Lord, for the anointing. We thank you, Lord, for giving us this authority. Authority over the powers of the enemy. We shall speak and the demons shall obey. We shall speak and the demons shall hear. We shall speak, oh God, and every serpent spirit shall obey. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor. Oh, yes. We give you thanks. For you say, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. For we know the power that is behind us. We know the authority that is behind us. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. If that is your prayer, you feel in your heart that if you were to die today, you are far away from God. You don't know where your end will be this afternoon. I just want to pray with you. I just want to pray with you to give your life to Christ. I encourage you to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. If that is your prayer, you want to receive Jesus as your Savior, wherever you are, lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. You want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your hands and I'll just your right hand 
and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that you want to receive Jesus? Now, I want you all, wherever you are, in your homes, wherever you are, just say this prayer with me. Just repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned against you. I have sinned against you. Please wash me with your blood. Please wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my savior. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me today. For saving me today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sing, Shana. Thy God and King To you alone I see We believe you have been blessed with this powerful For message. Come and worship with us on the Zoom platform with ID number 823-299-84436 every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. God richly bless you.